I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and we're in the middle of a series, The Top 10 Spiritual Laws of Nature. And these are determined by our listeners over the last 16 years. The, uh, the ones I've been doing, probably about 30 of them up till now, have sort of been my top 10, 20, or 30. The ones we're doing now are our listeners' top 10, and in no particular order. But the one we're talking about today, um, I would entitle How to Be a Person of Substance. And man, when I, when I think that, the Bible and the New Testament especially just comes alive. Just, just, man, it's got so much to say about that, okay? Think about these things. What is true, lovely, excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things. Guard your heart above everything, for from it flows the issues of life. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Paul uh, what I do is not what I want to do. I don't understand what I do. I keep doing what I don't want to do and not doing what I do want to do. But when that happens, it's not me doing it. Who will rescue us? Rescue me, Paul said, from this body of death. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ who always leads us in victory. Focus not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. I'd like you to start, um, unless you're driving, I don't want you to wreck, but if, you're, if you can do this and it's safe for you, I'd like you to close your eyes in a second for about 30 seconds. And ask yourself this question, what do other people say about you when you can't hear and they believe you will never hear whatever it is they are saying? What do you think are the kind of things they say about you? Close your eyes and think about that for about 30 seconds. Alright, how did that feel? Good? Bad? Did it make you curious? Want to hire a private detective or something? Don't do that. Alright. Um, okay, now let's do another one. This time I want you to close your eyes, maybe about 20 seconds, and think how you feel about yourself. Are you a person of substance? Are you not in the middle? Close your eyes and think about how you feel about you.
All right, one more. Well, maybe two more, but uh, maybe one more. This time, I want you to imagine your funeral, okay? Uh, and what are the people there, what do they think about you and the life you did and what you did and what you didn't do, okay? Uh, and I'm not talking about the guy at the podium speaking. They always say only nice stuff. I'm talking about at your funeral, that the behind-the-scenes people, and maybe they don't even say it to anyone else because it's a funeral and they want to be respectful, but what are they thinking about you? Based If you continue to live your life just as you are now for the rest of your life, what are they thinking about were you a person of substance or not? Go ahead. Take. All right. Thank you so much. Um, I did this with myself as well, by the way. So um, I didn't ask you to do something that, that I didn't do. I think part of the issue is how do you define substance, okay? Um, the way we typically hear person of substance a lot of the time now means very wealthy, uh, very powerfully, very powerful politically, famous, um, something like that, a person of substance. But as a believer in the spiritual realm, biblically, Man, that's like the opposite of a person of substance. The love of money is the root of all evil. So that can't be sub, the, the substance thing. No. The substance thing is, is telling the truth, honor, integrity, uh, loving and caring about others, kindness, the fruits of the Spirit, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, forgiveness, um, being the same person out front that you are inside, etc. That is a person of substance in the spiritual realm, biblically, to a believer, okay? So, are you living that way? Or are you living the person of substance definition of money, stuff, power, prestige, what other people see and think, etc.? If you are, it will eat you alive on the inside and when you get to the end of your life you may very well be filled with terrible regret. As I've counseled many uh, seniors at the end of their life, uh, if they had not lived their life for people, love, joy, peace, etc., when they got to the end of their life they were it was not a good scene. They were they they felt like they blew it, and uh, I, I I've asked a couple of them, "What if I had a magic wand and could tap you on the shoulder? Would you go back to any point and and do it again? Do something different?" And it's been one of the most shocking responses to anything I've ever done with my clients. Almost all of them, when I ask them that, start crying before they can even say any words. And yes, they would give anything to go back 
and live their life now as a person of substance rather than focusing on what is seen, things that are money-based, um, rather than what is unseen. Uh, I had a real lesson in this a number of years ago, probably, you drink water, probably about 10 years ago. I was speaking at a big international health conference in California, Los Angeles. Thousands and thousands of people there. I was one of a number of speakers. And one of the speakers I'd been following for years, had read his books, uh, uh, bought some of his things at, online, uh, and man, if you had asked me then, I would have said, wow, is he a person of substance. Man, stuff he teaches is great. He's worth millions and millions of dollars. He's world famous. If I said his name right now, probably 99% of you would immediately know who I'm talking about. And I really admired him, respected him, okay? So uh, anyway, he uh, gave his speech, and I listened. Uh, because I was one of the speakers, I got to listen backstage. And I didn't go to most of the speeches, but I wanted to hear his. And sure enough, it was just fabulous. And the crowd was applauding like crazy at the end, and he sold... Uh, tons of his stuff at the back tables. You know, there was just, just a table rush back there to buy his stuff. And, uh, and I got to shake his hand and meet him, and that was really cool. What was weird is a few minutes later, I was still backstage, and no one was there. It was during a break. And um, I started hearing... It sounded like someone was about to beat someone up. Okay, I heard uh, curse words, uh, some of them I'd never even heard before. I mean, that were just awful and horrible. And, and obviously, one person was just really chewing out, cussing out another person. All right? And, you know, I did years of counseling and therapy, and I guess put that part of me kicked in. And so I started going to see if I needed to break up a fight or something. And what I found is that um, the speaker that I had respected so much, who had just gotten off stage talking about honor and integrity and all that sort of thing, how you treat other people, uh, he had gotten off stage and then he had gone way backstage down a corridor that dead ended and a stairwell that dead ended. And that's where he was on his cell phone. I, I'm sure he thought no one could hear him. And he was the one that was cussing out whoever was on the other end of that phone. And, and you know, I'd respected this guy for a long time. For a second, I even thought, well, maybe he's got a good reason. Then I heard the reason because they delivered the wrong tile for his new kitchen remodel. And that was really shocking to me. And, and, and what I experienced is that the public person that seemed like a person of substance was very different than the person behind the curtain 23 and a half hours a day. And that the real person was maybe not so much 
a person of substance. And by the way, I crossed paths. I crossed paths a couple of other times years after that, and, and that was confirmed to me that um, this person was kind of one thing to the public, but a very different thing in the background. All right. Most of the people that I have counseled over the years, maybe not to as great an extent as that person, but to some extent they're living two lives. How they really feel about themselves inside but, and the image they portray outside. Here's the basic, uh, here's the basic uh, common denominator here. What is of all true substance, all true substance cannot be seen or touched with physical hands. Okay? Everything that can be seen and touched in biblical terms is not even real. It will pass away. Focus not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is seen is temporal, what is unseen is eternal. But because our basic programming is to seek pleasure and avoid pain, we tend to naturally prioritize what can be seen and touched. Okay? Well, to me, that is your life choice every single day that maybe you've never known was a choice but it is, and it will be today and tomorrow and every other day the rest of your life. And that is when your feet hit the floor in the morning and at lunchtime and before you go to bed, are you prioritizing what can be seen and touched or what cannot be seen and touched? What is spiritual? What is eternal? Love, joy, peace, honor, integrity, truthfulness, and people, big time. So when I say seen, you, don't misunderstand me. You may think, well, I can see people. Yeah, you can, but you can't see what is eternal. You can't see who the real person is. All you see is this physical body that lasts about 80 years, and then it's done with, but I go on living. My spirit, my heart, you cannot see that. Okay? So every day, it's your choice all over again. Are you going to prioritize what is love, what is truth, what is of substance, or are you going to prioritize what can be seen and touched? What is of money and the things that money can buy? Maybe you saw um, a, uh, a television program and I think and a movie both about the curse of the lottery, and it's a pretty common term now, and it's just absolutely incredible statistically how many people who win millions of dollars in the lottery have their entire lives destroyed in the next 10 to 20 years. And many of those people were happy before they won it. Okay? It's incredible. Well, that's, that's uh, not incredible to me because God says right there, love of money is the root of all evil. Okay? And pride is the root of all evil. Pride and money tend to go together. All right? 
Uh, oh, by the way, the latest show I saw, which was very encouraging on the curse of the lottery, was so cool. It's where a bunch of lottery winners got together, almost like a support group, to try and make sure that the curse of the lottery would not happen to them and to support each other, hold each other accountable, stuff like that. So that was really cool to me. How can you tell which path you're living on? Well, by and large, you can tell by, by how often you experience something in the anger family. Anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, when something does not go the way you wanted it to go, or you experience pain. All right? Something in the anger family. If it happens once a year, good chance you're on the path of love. Right? If it happens once to three times a day, good chance you're on the path of substance to you being what you can see and touch and prioritizing that. Um, so how do you change? How do you change? Well, first of all, I think you need to pray about it and change your intention, your willpower intention that, okay, no matter how I've been living now, I want to start living as a person of substance so that, you know, people at my funeral, even the the people, uh, not, not the people who are giving the speeches, they always say nice things, but that the people at the funeral are thinking and even talking quietly to others, boy, was John, was Mary ever a person of substance, man. Not many like her. Not many like him. Man, just good as gold through and through. And, and those can be the kind of things that those people say when you get to the end of your life. And, more importantly even, how you feel about yourself and how God feels about you. What, what is the requirements for entry into the kingdom? He will separate the sheets from the goats, saying, Come in, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. Lord, when did we see you that? We don't remember that whenever you did it to one of the least of these. And that's the, the, the entrance exam, so to speak, for heaven. And then on the other side, no, you can't come in. You prioritize things of substance. Now, that's my interpretation. You did not do those things. You did not care for the sick. You did not feed the hungry. You did not care and intentionally live your life to be a person of substance and help other people. Okay? Make that your intention. I mean, it is on the stovetop and it is never coming off. Now, sometimes when I'm having to do my work or something, it may be on a back burner because I have to use my mind that God gave me to do my job as best I can. But it is always, at least in the background, that my intention is to live my life as a person of substance. Um, Near-death experiences do this. Typically, um, when someone has a, a near-death experience, they automatically start living as a person of substance. It's often shocking. Even their personalities change. People say it's like a completely different person. Okay? Um, 
Forgot where I was going. Oh, oh, a transformational aha can do this. All right. I had one of those after Hope kicked me out of the house. Uh, at the end of about six weeks when we were separated, I had a spiritual experience, a transformational aha. And all of a sudden, I was prioritizing what is unseen and, and prioritizing honor and integrity and what is best for everyone else. Win-win-win, um, all that sort of thing. Okay, that can happen. Or you may have to do some of it manually. If your intention is not enough, and it, and it often isn't if your heart is full of junk, okay, then get out the tools we've talked about. The, the miracle meditation, the vagus nerve activation, breathing, uh, turning everything into a prayer, dying grace at dying time, if you need to use memory engineering or trilogy, a lot of times they can heal these things in minutes, days, or weeks rather than months or years. But continue to have that as your intention. And as you clean stuff up inside, you'll get to a place where you know, you feel it. Okay, I can choose this now. Now, you'll never do it perfectly. You'll fall off that horse. That's okay. That's what grace is for. Just get right back on and continue. Every sin, every mistake you make was paid for in advance. It belongs to Jesus, not to you. He paid for it. It does not have to be paid for twice. It is His sin, not yours. All right? So no guilt, no shame, back on the horse, Let's go again, but now maybe let me pull that intention to a front burner. Okay, I just fell off my horse. I want to get back on the path of living as a person of substance. Okay, here's, here's kind of how I would boil this down to the bottom of the barrel. Um, once you can do this, meaning you've maybe cleaned up some stuff in your heart, or you don't have so much, and you can make this choice and do it. I think here's what it boils down to. Go do your best and add love. That's it. Go do your best and add love to whatever you do. If you're brushing your teeth, go do your best and add love. If you're having breakfast with uh, your spouse or significant other, do your best and have love and add love to that conversation in that time. If you're interacting with your children, if you're doing your work, do your very best at work, but add love to it. For those you work with, for the consumers of that work, etc. If you start doing that every day, do your best at whatever you're doing and add love. In no time, you will be a person of substance. And remember, Scripture says, whatever you do, do it as if you're doing it for the Lord. Do your best and add love. And I, I believe you will start to see miracles happen if you've been living two lives, one internally and the other the image you portray, they will start to come together where you'll become an integrated, harmonious person and everything in your life will get better and better and better. So 
Uh, please, for the sake of your family, for the sake of when you are at the end of your life out of time, become a person of substance today. You will never regret it. Have a great day. <music>